Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. This is a very special episode today. This is episode 108, and 108 is a very auspicious number that I'm going to have my guest today actually explain to us a little bit more about because um, he has taught me so much about just how to turn everything when you are aware into a prayer and into remembering the divine and just so much for me. So before we jump in, I want to introduce you to my guest today. He is my second most, um, most popular guest. Who's the first? Your wife. Oh, okay. That's a lot. (laughs) Next Next to Emery Hall, who is my most requested guest, but Trevor Hall is my second most requested guest. So I'm so happy to have you. And if you do not know who Trevor is, I'm not going to read his bio, but I will give you my brief description of Trevor Hall today, which is always changing because we are always evolving. But Trevor right now is in a very creative space, and it's been very cool to see this energy working through. I also feel that um, being a dad for the first time is really playing a huge role in your outlook on life and what's happening and what you're creating. So you're a dad, you're a musician, you're a creator, you're an artist, you're a producer, which I'm very (laughs) excited to talk more about today. And hands down still, even after everything I know, my favorite musician, my go-to when I need uplifting and healing through music. It is and forever will be Trevor Hall. So welcome back. Jeez, that is quite the intro. I'm feeling loving today. You must love me. (laughs) Just got me a really great present. So I'm feeling really (laughs) (laughs) welcome, Trev. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good in your world today. So good. I'm so happy to to be chatting. I was just thinking that we haven't really talked, like talked, talked, like dropped in for a minute because we were traveling. You guys are traveling. We're busy. You're busy. So this will be fun. Yeah. The last time you were on, I believe the album had maybe just come out. Yeah, it did. Uh, oh yeah. You released yeah, yeah. It just a yeah. couple weeks after the new album. And that's the last time we dropped in with you on the pod. And right. we personally also haven't had 
a really great Trevor Krista coffee talk in a while. So why not yeah. do it live? <laughs> oh, the best coffee talks. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so a lot's happened since you were last on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Want to give us a little update of what your life is looking like these days? Oh man. Um, so the last time I was, yeah, we were coming out with the record. Um, yeah, the biggest thing obviously was Emery being pregnant and then giving birth to our first child, our first baby boy. Uh, and we named him Kailash after the holy Mount Kailash in Tibet. Um, so yeah, just that is just, I've, I haven't even like processed, you know, because every day there's just something else that comes forth, something so crazy or magical or hard or, you know, like, and you just, you just have to kind of, um, you can't fall out, fall too far back, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a lot of time to, to process, but it's okay. It's, it's not like a bad thing. It's just like, the days are so, so full of emotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's been, yeah, that's, that's been the main, obviously the main thing, main difference. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's so crazy. I love him so much. He's such an angel. And I just feel that you guys have been so blessed with this time where you're not yeah. on tour and oh yeah, yeah. you get to be home with your little guy and creating in a different way, which I'm really excited to talk about. But I think a lot of people are curious and hungry to know more about your fatherhood journey so far and like what it's been like, what's, you know, what's surprised you the most. I don't even know really, you know, aside Mm. from like the day-to-day things that we talk about, like looking at the last six months, how your guys's lives have like transformed, but also feels like I can't remember life without Kai and yeah yeah without FaceTiming him and and just seeing him every day in my life and so I can't imagine what that feels like for you and just you know reflect a little bit more on what's been the best part what's been the hardest part yeah. anything that feels important to share well it's funny that you said that because just just the other day we were on a walk and and I think I was saying like I can't remember like like I can obviously have memories of before Kai, but like, I can't now it's like, like, it's just weird. I can't imagine. I, I, I forget a lot of, you know, life without him at this point. Cause you're so engaged every day. Um, yeah. It's when Emery got uh, pregnant, it was a, a huge mixture of excitement and fear just like, whoa, you know, this is this, the, the energy. I mean, you know, birthing a new life and really was overwhelming for me. And you have lots of, um, or I had lots of uh, thoughts about like, you know, can I do this? Um, um, but I'm also so excited. Um, and then slowly as the pregnancy kind of advances, right? Um, your old life life starts to die and that can be really uh, jarring, I think. Um, and 
you kind of have this weird morning, you know, and then you feel like guilty for having the morning, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of this tangled, tangled mess of uh, selfishness, right? That's what it comes back to. Um, And then we had an interesting experience. I didn't really relax. I didn't really relax. I think probably to like the eighth month of her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Cause the whole time I was like, you know, you realize how fragile life is, the fragility of life and death and everything. And I just knew at any moment, you know, um, something could happen, you know, I don't know. The presence of like death became so forefront in my reality. And I didn't really relax for a lot of the pregnancy because I wanted to make sure he was like at least full term, you know, you're obviously praying for the best for your child and your partner. Um, so it was really nice to get to that like eighth month or night, mm-hmm. you know, and just be like, Oh man, like we're about to, this is how, you know, that's when they ex- both actually in that last month, like Emery even was the most like calm and just mm-hmm. trusting. I think yeah, absolutely. we talked a lot on our episode when Ems came on. And if you guys want to listen to that, Emery talks all about her journey to motherhood in uh, such a authentic and honest way. And meeting your doulas those last few months too, I felt like played such a great role in empowering you both. Yeah. Um, which especially you being the one that's not giving birth, like how empowering that experience was giving you the tools to like know what to do and know how to support. Right. But I felt just a massive exhale from both of you like that last month as you were just like getting ready for your lives to change. Yeah, definitely. It was just so sweet to step into. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I'm just, I'm guys, I have all these memories popping up in my head right now. Um, yeah, you just, it, the, that, that, the feeling of that excitement was so, uh, so refreshing, right? Um, obviously, Emery was, you know, pregnant her whole pregnancy was in quarantine like you know we didn't we became extra you know uh careful about where we go and who we see just because of of um the pregnancy and that was also really interesting you know because in one way we didn't really have all of the opinions and pressure that modern society puts on the event of pregnancy and people, everybody thinking they know what's right and all this stuff. We didn't have to deal with that, which was great, (laughs) obviously, you know, but in another sense, we had no support. You know, it was, we didn't have our family with us. We didn't have, you know, guests, you know, none of that. Um, And so that was really interesting as well um, to, to feel that. Um, But I think it kind of created this very kind of sacred space around us, even though it was really hard at some times, you know, I'm glad, I'm really glad that that happened. And I almost feel it in Kailash too. That's, that's, I don't know. It's just so wild. Um, And then obviously, yeah, the birth is like, our birth experience was like super crazy. 
Emery was in labor for 36 hours. Thousands of days. 36 hours. <laughs> like it was insane. You know, and you're just in this. Oh man, that's just, you can't even describe it. But the thing that was intense was like the door opens. Yeah. Right. The door totally opens. Life, death, same door. Same you know? portal. Same portal. And that part I also didn't expect. I, th- I thought I was just going to be in like exuberant joy, you know, the whole time and like, oh my God. But it was, it was just a lot, or a lot, a lot at one time. That was and like the first thing you said to me. Yeah. Was when yeah. you called us from the That's hospital. what I said first. Yeah. Was uh-huh. like the death. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was super close to it. And you yeah. had this like overwhelming, I mean, also you have a lot of Scorpios, so whatever. Right, right. But I think that I too, you know, and Clay too, I think our dance with death has become so much more intimate mm-hmm. in the last six months or since, you know, that day, which right. Marie and I shared on my podcast was a massive right. day for both of us. And for me, I, I'm really glad you brought it up because I literally, I wrote no notes for this uh-huh. except for <laughs> death vibes from birth. <laughs> death like, vibes. That's it. I know. And I'm that's glad it. you brought it up because I think that <laughs> intimacy mm. with life and death is so apparent. Like you said, not even being able to relax until the eight month, like you yeah. don't even learn until pregnancy or at least I didn't like how rare it is to even like make it to birth like far yeah having a healthy pregnancy is like Mm -hmm. incredibly miraculous and death is just like right there I feel like every step of the way and for me it's been really beautiful and has actually like taken a lot of my fear and ego out of death and I'm wondering you know for someone like you that has such a deep spiritual practice, how like that whole experience has like now changed your outlook or, you know, it was the first thing you said was like, Whoa, death vibes. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, they're alive. Right. Yeah. Um, but in a very like profound way and in a very light way, I think touching that portal for so many of us is actually really sacred and really healing. And mm-hmm. For you, like what that was like, I'm, you know, just curious to know more. I think like just so, so many things fall away. Mm. So many things fall away when you're there. And it's just. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just like a state of nakedness. Um, not just from our own like clothing, but from our attachments to ourselves, our thing, you know, things that we carry inside emotions. It just, it, yeah, it just falls away. You know, obviously I think of the divine mother Kali and, um, her presence in my life and, um, she hangs out in the cremation ground, you know, the mother of the universe. So 
it's just, yeah, it's, I think I realized like it show it also, you know, it obviously shows you how attached you are to life and this and that. And, um, and how those attachments we use to define ourselves, but also like they just keep us stuck, you know, Mm, but 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 we can't but we can't we don't want to leave them though it's so weird it's like even though they kind of hold us back and hurt us they define us so i I can't let go of that you know but right it's just ever it's just oh man it just all really falls away falls away and um i think i was like just so surprised at my fear Mm. to be honest Mm. Uh, yeah i think i I think I kind of like saw myself as like this whatever <laughs> spiritual like singer who like is comfortable with every I don't know like some weird fucking story in my head. You I mean, know? you're wearing a shirt right now from Ram Dass. <laughs> says you must, must die. die. Yeah, you must die. It says, but I just I lost my train of thought. It's just. um I was surprised surprised at my fear. Yeah. And um, that was just really wild for me. And I've been sitting Mm. with that ever since. Seriously, Mm. I've been sitting with it ever since. Mm. And just, it's been a huge teacher and a huge, huge um, just contemplation for me. You Mm. know, it's such Uh, a beautiful way of putting it just the way that you explained it all. But I also feel that for me, in a way, it had the opposite where I felt I surprised myself with my lack of fear. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So the other, like like the other end, the other end, Uh which, you know, makes sense. And for us and our dance, and I think my experience of really touching the portal and you know, birthing death in a way brought me so much closer to it where I'm almost like more in love with the divine. It was almost like an initiation in some ways that allowed me to see how close we are to the other side of the veil. And like, it's just right there in all moments. So for me, it's made me like so present. Yeah. And like this moment sort of experience where with my anxious mind, it's like either focusing on the past or focusing on the future more so, right? Depression is more on the past. Anxiety is more on the future. But with me, it was like, I was the, those moments remind you you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) it's like the pain or the anxiety or the discomfort, like you said, like even going into becoming a father, like this new discomfort that you had, like, it's like, Oh, this is living. Yeah. And so I've almost had this like other experience on the other end of the spectrum where I thought it would be, I thought I would be so much more afraid. Yeah. And then I realized, Oh, okay, like this is actually a really intimate dance and like it takes both. And on the other side, like I've been doing a lot of work around just our human experience because there's Mm -hmm. so much work in the spiritual world around like remembering the oneness or the, you know, connected to consciousness and spirit and a lot of this stuff that's happening out of body. Mm -hmm. But as I am 
taking this journey towards wanting to get pregnant, I very much need to practice being in my body. Mm -hmm. And so how to have that paradox that we always talk about of like understanding all of this, but then honoring this incarnation as this human, like as fully as we can, which means honoring the ego Mm -hmm. and what comes up through that. And so I actually think it's really beautiful that you're like, Oh, I thought I saw myself as a spiritual guy, but death actually really scares me. Like that's so beautiful to like honor Mm. in this incarnation that like our job here is just like to get really good. And I think, you know, many teachers from Ram Dass too, like my business teachers, Naval, is just like, find out who you really are so you can get good at being who you are. And that's it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Who said that? Is that a Krista Ritma quote? That is Krista Ritma, like like (laughs) fake newsing Ram Dass quotes (laughs) with Naval, whatever. But the idea that I am experiencing right now is like, okay, we have this dance with consciousness, with the cosmos, with spirit, with Kali, with all this energy. But then also like I'm Krista sitting here having an experience and to know myself so well, to get really good at being Krista mm-hmm. and being like, like Ram Dass would say, like we're playing a role. Right. Uh-huh. And our job is to play it as best we can. Right, right, right. And so that has just been sitting with me a lot. And yeah, that's just, I don't know where I was going with it other than I think that honoring your human experience is uh-huh. really important to like getting really good at Trevor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> In conclusion. Oh my God. I was just on a roller coaster. You know, though, like to be really good at being you is to honor that because For that's sure. where the no, music comes saying. from and that's yeah where, yeah yeah so I like the more you can honor those human moments for yourself mm-hmm. I think like the better we all will be for sure I mean I, I think about a lot of the inspiration behind in and through the body was the human you know and exactly. one, of the, one of the things I did talk about was uh a lot of, you know, I've been real fortunate to meet a lot of really great, you know, uh, spiritually, whatever evolved, I guess, souls. And the one kind of common thing thread with all of them is just their humanity, their humanness. And um, the most kind of whatever high spiritual people that I've met have been the most human, right? So, and having the misunderstanding, I guess, that, um this you know spirituality means we have to just be about cut off all of our feelings and be this like whatever never disturbed i don't know type of person but um that's that was yeah that was i i i'm I'm following that that's what i'm trying to say yeah Um, well the baba drama is what taught me that going to nepal (laughs) going to nepal with emery i mean it's so funny like all of these things that we put on ourselves and i actually used you as an example and i think that this is a great segue into the music and what you've been working on because um 
the Baba drama for me is just like, we put all of these projections on what we think having a spiritual practice should look like or be. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to Nepal and these Babas who have literally like renounced everything, like they are yogis, you know, living in the temple and doing the practices day in and day out. And they're fighting with each other, you know, (laughs) it's like, of course, like the stupidest drama. And to witness that is like, I put this idea of what it means to like be a good spiritual practitioner or whatever. And I was just having a strategy session with this woman the other day who funny enough, didn't know that we knew you, which is like, how is that even possible? Because we like completely, (laughs) like, I like to, I like to post about Trevor and Emery a lot. So the fact that I joined the call and she had one of Emery's painting or photos. Oh yeah. Emery told me about that. Yeah. And she didn't know that like we had this connection anyway. She was like, I'm feeling really resistant because a lot of these teachings I don't feel are my own. They're, Mm. they're learned from teachers and now to be monetizing them and blah, blah, blah. So I went in and was like, listen, you're a fan of Trevor Hall. And she was like, yeah. And I said, he says that about all his music. Like, this is not mine. I am the messenger, right? I hear these things and I'm singing to whatever. And imagine if he didn't charge for tickets or if he stopped singing, Uh like you have a business responsibility here. Oh yeah. 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 And it would be doing such a disservice to mm-hmm. the people, like I said, look at the thousands and thousands of people that Trevor Hall, myself included, that music has healed. Like, what if I couldn't buy a ticket to a show or buy merch and like what that means, you know, right, right. not only supporting him be doing a business, but the fact that you get to do what you love and feel in alignment with like your soul right. to the fact that you don't even feel like it's your own to not do that. And like, be that is like uh-huh. so sad. Like, imagine if we couldn't go to Red Rocks because Trevor was like, Oh, this isn't mine. Like, that would be so sad. And so I think that just is like such a good, like, you know, full circle of this conversation around honoring who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you've been gifted with. And yes, there's integrity. And yes, there's you know, ways to make sure that you're in alignment and staying true and authentic and all of these things. But at the end of the day, like we're in a capitalist society, currency is it until it changes. (laughs) Like it's money. That's our form of currency. And like, let's dance. So anyway, I would love to hear speaking of, you know, your art and what you've been creating and working on how the last six months have really shifted because you've been pretty quiet on socials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you've been creating a lot and just quiet. And I just want to know what's up. Tell the people what's up, (laughs) what's going Uh, on. Yeah. I think with social media, you know, it just sometimes just gets overwhelming. And, um, I think with, uh, having Kailash also, it's like, you don't really have the time, you know? Um, and then, when you do have the time, it it uh, when it's not making you feel any better, you know. <laughs> um, I think with Kailash, you know, we're, we're talking about kind of that that space around him, mm-hmm. that that kind of came around us and our family when because we were in quarantine when whatever. But it's like uh, 
I realize whatever I'm eating, you know, I'm going to belt. That's what I'm going to belch out. So Sri Ramakrishna has a beautiful thing. He's like, if you eat radish, you're going to belch radish. Right. So, you know, I realize that what I take in not only affects me, it affects my environment, it affects our home, it affects our son. So I had to kind of step back from the things that didn't um, keep me in that space. And one of those, I guess, was social social media. So I got quiet and um, really I've just been putting all my energy into creating right now i'm i just feel like i'm in a a different um area of my creative process um it's just been like this just this burning um fire within me you know that when i can't like it's just like it's all i think about right now i mean i wake up i'm like okay i need to access that energy you know, that's the best thing I can do, you know, for myself, for my family, for it's, you know, everybody around me. Um, and sometimes, yeah, that just revolves stepping in, you know, and not uh, letting just kind of containing that energy or directing that energy. Um, I feel like one weird kind of distinction is like, I feel like creatively sometimes I'm sometimes writing to something or writing about something. Um, it's really hard to explain. Um, or that creative energy is kind of um, just outside of myself or something. And now it's kind of in a different way. Um, I feel like it's just, uh, kind of the consciousness within my own body, right? The divine mother is dancing and that dance is just that spontaneous, raw, original Shakti, like, um, is fully creative. I mean, you know, and it's really hard to explain. Yeah. I think I'm just like feeling I think you're doing a great job. I think feel feeling that within myself rather than me kind of singing outside, you know, to it feeling, you know, that's been really interesting. Um, I feel like I'm, um, it's almost like you're creating from within. Yeah. Something like that. I just, yeah. cause obviously we're all, we're, you know, we're always creating from within, but it's just subtly different. And, it's just been wild to kind of just explore it, you know? And um, I'm just uh, sonically too, like I'm not holding back from um, any, it's another step into that kind of, uh, you know, that arena of not holding back and stripping down another wall, like, you know, like, okay, let's push further, you know, it doesn't matter how it sounds what this, that like push further, push, push, not in an aggressive way, but just like, Oh, I'm stepping into something in like a freeing else. way in and a like, freeing way, yeah. you know, just so it's just, it's the greatest medicine, you know, and oh, that's I'm so glad you're I'm just living in that try trying to stay in it, you know, 
Yeah. It's like, you're getting your inspiration from deeper and deeper within versus like externally, mm-hmm. um, which has been really cool to watch. I have to say, and I'm not going to be the one to share the name that we have been calling you, but there is a new uh, yeah, name yeah. even for the energy that I feel that is coming through. And when we got to come out and sit there and hear all the new sounds, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is like, (laughs) like, like stripped, like unapologetic, like new beats, new sounds, new, Mm -hmm. like completely different energy energies um, to the sound and what's coming through and it's raw and it's authentic and it's odd. Like, it's just, um, as somebody who deeply cares about your music from a fan standpoint, but, and mm. as a really good friend who wants you to just get really good at being Trevor Hall, that's what this <laughs> feels like. It's like, you're allowing yourself to like really tap in, in a completely new way. And I don't know when the shift happened, but from when we came out to see you last time, it was like, oh, like he's arrived kind of thing. (laughs) And now you just are doing it every day. And it's like, hell yeah. And how can we support this? And how can you support yourself? And I think that's a question that I have for you because, um, and this came up right before we were going to record a lot of, I was doing a talk in a group of writers and artists and photographers. And they were like, well, two things came up. One, how do you justify charging for your art, which is such an old story and old conversation. I'm not even going to talk. I don't even want to talk about it. And I, that's not my question. And of course I gave them my whole Chris just spiel on that. But the other thing that came up is what it means to be an artist and the line of, Oh, I'm not an artist, right? Oh, I'm not an artist. And that was me for so long until I realized what my art was and, and redefined it. And for me, it's being in flow. Mm -hmm. So it's tapping into that flow that you're not getting up for a cup of coffee. You're not looking at a time. You're not getting up to pee like four hours goes by and you are just so in it, whether it's spreadsheets, whether it's making music, new beats for me, it's video editing and writing strategy and creating um, presentations for people, like whatever it is. And for me, it's like when you're in flow and when you can get paid to do that thing, like, holy shit, then you get to just do that all the time. So my question for you is one, like, how do you define being an artist now? And like, what's that like with technology and humanity where it's at? I just think it's a very interesting time to create specifically around TikTok. Um, there's so much creativity and like raw, like just output happening there. I know nothing about TikTok. I just did a 90 minute um, tutorial uh, for my whole team with Ocean and I my mind is blown. Uh, um, should I, should I uh, listen to your tutorial? I didn't teach it. Ocean. Oh, oh, 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna listen to no. the 90 minute. No. <laughs> anyway, my point is, is like what it really means to be an artist right now and how you carve out that time to just do it and create mm. when like the resistance is strong or you didn't sleep from Kailash or like whatever, mm-hmm. when you know that's like the healthiest thing for you. And I find when I get into that flow and spend time on that, everything else in my life sort of aligns, but it's so hard for me to like trust in Mm. my own ability to create. And I just want to like talk about, you know, what it really Mm. means to be an artist. What are you meaning? What are you actually saying when you are creating? Like, what are you actually doing? Mm -hmm. And just talk about this a little bit more. Mm. Like, what does it mean to you? I don't, I I don't think I think of it in that way. I think it's, um, I, I, I mean, I'm in some parts, I don't think of it in that way Mm -hmm. because the act of creating for me is, is I can only give my own experience is, has become mother's cremation ground. Mm. Everything's burning, you know, everything turns to ash. So there's this just kind of mystical um, non-doing um, God, what another juicy word, like, like presence mm-hmm. that's, that's happening. So I'm not thinking along the lines of I'm Trevor Hall. I have, this is going to be my vibe, you know, whatever, or, right. um, you know, I'm an artist creating right now, or, I'm just, I'm all the, it's it's just ash. Wow. It's just mother's cremation ground. Yeah. And some people may say, well, well, that's not really fulfilling, you know, (laughs) or that's not, that's not really joyful or whatever. Um, But it's quite the opposite. You know, mother is in bliss in that place she's in bliss ecstatic bliss so when you're creating mm, that's when mother is in ecstatic bliss for me yeah i think like i think that she is that and divine energy i call it mother call it whatever you want but um I feel like, yeah, create creation is, or that place that I access, I guess, through create cre- my creativity is, I feel like is a part of mother's abode or I, or that's how I can compare it right, to that holy cremation ground, you know, and this is a new meditation. This hasn't always been like this, but yeah. in the last, you know, little bit, that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling or picturing in my mind when I'm in this space yeah and so it may change but that's just where I'm at now well I think it's really beautiful and deep and not light in a good way like Mm -hmm. it's so sacred and on one of our last podcasts believe it or not you say a lot of things that really stick with me and help me in my business Mm. And when you talked about the creation of the album, 
Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about a lot on the last episode. And you talked about the sacred container of creation. Mm-hmm. And this was something new to me because even though what you and I are outputting looks very different, we're like you said, praying to the same, right? It's all mm-hmm. the same. And so I agree. Like I feel such a, I feel such a just like, oh, right. That's putting words to how I feel, but mm-hmm. I didn't say it that way. And I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling of being in ecstatic dance or bliss with the divine mother and mm-hmm. what that looks like and what that feels like more importantly. And what you said about creating to create really stuck with me. And it's something that uh. I have now put into my actual strategies, <laughs> which I am now calling phase zero. My phases used to start with phase one and now phase uh-huh. zero is build it, create it, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. how we're going to launch it, about what Trevor Hall fans are going to think about this, about <laughs> how the launch strategy is going to yeah, go, yeah. right? You can't think Whatever. About and yeah, I think yeah. that that taught me so much even though I know I'm creating a course to eventually have a desired outcome. Right. Right. Same way. Eventually you're going to release a new album that's intended to have a desired outcome and whatever. For sure. But in the creating, there is just such a disservice if you let any of that bleed in. And so that is something that I have really had to cut out time for to just create. And I actually, I didn't even tell you this, but after that podcast episode, I re-listened to it because oftentimes in the moment, I just don't even remember what we talk about because right, right. for me, this is flow. Yeah. 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 Having conversations like this is part of my art and what I'm doing. And I'm, I know that somebody is going to listen to this and I set the intention before give them what they need, allow us to open our hearts so they can open theirs. But then I got, I had no notes except death vibes around birth. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you went death vibes around birth, what I wrote down (laughs) anyway. But I think just to say that sacred container of creating, and this Mm -hmm. all is coming around to me and how I've now allowed that to be a part of my process or my quote unquote strategy or business, the, the coolest things have come through. Mm. And now I'm really honoring that space more and more and more where not only do I feel like there doesn't need to be an intended or desired outcome, but I may never share it. Like Mm. I've created some really cool things that I'm really proud of in the last six months that I am never, that will never, it's, it's that ecstatic dance to like write that down or write the thing or create the thing or build the thing. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that. I'm, I'm kind of that way right now. Music. I'm like, and, and Emery always, she always cheers me on into that space. Like, cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't know if this, I, my ego comes in. I don't know if this is going to be, she's like, doesn't matter. Just, just keep going, keep going. Like just and create. I love that she yeah. is that for you yeah. because I'm the opposite. 
for you. I like hear there's this one song in particular that I'm like, this is it. This is one. This is how we release it. And this is how we announce blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because for me, when I see that, that piece of art or that thing that I know is going to have such an incredible effect, like same thing as when I, when I heard your song fire on their house, Mm for the first time that almost didn't even make the album. Right. And that's right. I remember hearing it the first time being like, ah, and yeah, then yeah. like, just so excited for people to hear it. And then I remember at Red Rocks because Thomas was also very, Thomas, your manager was very excited about that song being on the album. And yep. so we were both really rooting for that. Everybody song. but me was yeah. excited for and that song. So I went up to Thomas at Red Rocks when everyone was just like jamming out. <laughs> they knew all the words, just like high-fiving, like <laughs> this is the moment, but it's actually not. Like the healing process for you was in writing that song. Yeah, you know, and so that to me has been the coolest thing to watch as you create. Right, right. Is what's healing for you is happening in the sacred container of creating. hundred percent. And then once it's out there and this is what has really affected me the most. And you said this, it's actually not even your business anymore. Like Mm. your job is to hold that energy really sacred while you're creating this thing, which right. actually brings me straight back to the Kailash container that you guys right, created right. and held so sacred while he was cooking. And the more you do that, I feel the more you can feel it when it's out there. Right, right, right. Like it doesn't lose the sacred energy that it was created in. It just has a now a different life and like right. a different cycle. And it's going to heal people fire on the house in other ways mm-hmm. that are have nothing to do with you. But the sacredness and the energy and the intention that you felt creating it, that holds. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's sure. why we can still feel it on Kai Kai. Yeah, yeah, that's for for sure. Even though well, he's out in the world now and yeah, people yeah. hold him and kiss him and smother him in right. love like I do with my loud voice <laughs> and my energy and whatever, the sacredness around him coming into the world now ex- exude like it exudes. Yeah, I, f- I think that now that we're just uh, vocalizing it, I think, I don't know if it's Emery and I that are holding the sacred container around him. I think it might be Kailash holding the sacred container around Around all of us. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Babies kind of do that, you know, like I, like you can, like we just, you know, we're visiting family, you know, on the East coast this past month or whatever. And like first time we traveled with Kai, you know, first time we got on a plane, first time we were in, you know, all of that. And uh, it was so cool to see how people respond to you with a baby, mm-hmm. you know, like it, people are just, you feel like it's more a sense of community, mm-hmm. you know, because like babies, yeah. like everybody will lay it down, you know, you walk, oh, oh yeah, make room or you know, Hey, you guys need a, Oh, how old are, you know? And you're just like, Whoa, this is, this is beautiful. You know? Um, so it's like, I feel like he's creating, you know, we're not trying to, you know, create the, the, I mean, the energy around him, it's rather he's holding us in an energy and we're just kind of, 
you know, ride it on that. Yeah, it's like he know? demands it and he has <laughs> he the moment it. he got <laughs> pregnant. You know, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. this is how it's going to be. And yeah. we are just here to fall in line. But again, that's like just the sh- the falling away, right? Of yeah. everything. And I think when you have that sacredness around life, which for me really happened when I experienced the death. Right. Right. Now the life has become so much more sacred and seeing Mm -hmm. Kai Kai and like the potential and the possibility and just the energy that he demands. Right. He demands it. He He demands demands it. And it's like, it's so funny. Like he'll be super present and like, listen to Emery and I do coffee talk. And when he's done, like, oh yeah, he's like, yo, <laughs> he's like, like he's done, and we're like, okay, bye. And it's yeah. just on Kai's time. Yeah, and yeah. For me, it's been it's super healing, and I have other babies in my life as well. My other best friend is a mom, and right, my two closest humans have these children that they have to keep alive, and it just slays the ego in every way especially Mm. like as the friend who wants the attention but like there's no way even energetically or in my ego I'm like oh give me more like even me as the friend is like oh go take care of like there's no resentment right right oh you gotta go kind yeah yeah and it's just the coolest thing and to bring it back to but I do want to give you guys some credit because when we visited you, Clay fell in love with Kai. And that's when he, he like did. really he came did. home yeah. and was like, okay, I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And um, so much of it was around the family structure and the energy that you guys have created intentionally. Like there's been so much intention mm-hmm. around this experience. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, you know, with creating anything, but obviously creating life is like not a light matter. And I do think that your decision to be quiet on social media and not document the whole experience and, you know, really early on made some really important decisions and I honor them so fully in now seeing who he is and the way that he's just getting to experience life. Like we talked about Mm. yesterday, like this is his, like, this is all he knows. And, (laughs) and you're getting to like create this experience for him. And there's a lot of power in that. And I do, yes, he demands a certain energy, but also I think, you know, he's perfectly yours in that way because Mm -hmm. you also demand a certain energy, um, (laughs) from those around you. in the best way, you know? And so I do want to give you guys credit for that because I think a lot of the decisions you've made around business and around family and social media and just which energies you guys are going to let into your space have been really just eye-opening. Like you can do it however you want. Right. Right. Yeah. It's important to know that it's, it's, everybody's different and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, honoring that diversity of uh parenthood i guess um mm-hmm. is really cool you know what, yeah. what what's going to work for me isn't going to work for you what works is you know and vice versa and that's cool you know uh we we've talked obviously we've talked with a lot of our friends that have had children in this last couple of years or or people ahead of us you know including our own parents you know and just to hear 
how everybody's experience was is so cool because now we have our own and um it's not like a comparing but it's 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 just fun to hear about because we honor each and everybody's experience as true for them you know mm-hmm. and um yeah i don't know how i got there but i guess that's just one of the perks yeah one of the perks i enjoy about being yeah well Papa. what's what's your like you know speaking of you know honoring the diversity of parenting i think that's really powerful um what would an advice be for like a new dad or a new parent listening to this? Like that's also um, maybe having a full-time business like yourself or, right. you know, trying to do it all. Uh, I think just the, the, the most important thing is just like um, no judgment, hmm. you know, no judgment for, for how you're feeling or, um emotions that pop up or you know being tired or you know whatever it is and in turn because you do that you won't have as many judgments out on others as well right mm-hmm. um so that's i just think that's really important because you always want to you always want to act from a place of love right and in love there's no judgment you know and um that's felt you know vibrationally right if you're like doing things from one space or the space you can feel it and babies can especially feel it i believe because they're just these incredible little beings soaking everything up so i think i had like you know like like even when he was born and having like thinking about death i was like oh my god why the fuck am i thinking about death this is like like judging yourself yeah i was death. like you're supposed to be you know happy this is the mm. best day of your life and it's like not that i wasn't happy you know that's the one thing people come up isn't it the best day of your life you know Absolutely. you're like and you're like it is but like there's also a bunch of other shit over here too that i'm kind of trudging through um but that's okay that's okay you know it's okay when you're tired you don't want to hold them anymore you know it's okay like i need you know all those things um oh i wish i could do this you know oh but i feel guilty for thinking that because you know it's just the the drama inside one's head um so i think yeah just holding no judgment for yourself for others just you know for your own experience just feel it all feel it all just feel everything i mean you're gonna you're you're gonna have to there's no way around it so um well giving yourself permission to feel it all too yeah yeah really important yeah and i think that's really good advice coming from you because just honoring your human experience again i think is really powerful and like no better way to honor that than like have a child, like talk about honoring the human experience who looks just like you, you know, (laughs) it's like hard to like not be in your ego and not be in your body, (laughs) you know? And so if you can just honor, like I'm exhausted or I want to create, or I want to do this, I think it's really powerful. And I'm feeling that way too. But just from this episode in general, I feel that that's a really nice sort of 
message, like you're honoring mm. your creations right now. Right. Like you said, that's where it feels it, like creating feels like to me right now. Right. 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 Yeah. And just like, this is what being a dad is like right now. And yeah. just because it changes is, every moment. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. about death becoming yeah. a new dad and that's where I'm at right now. And I think yeah. that is in itself so healing and so refreshing because you know, if you get stuck on that loop of trying not to think about the thing, like there's that famous Osho quote where he says, every time I meet a priest, he wants to talk about sex. And every time I meet a prostitute, she wants to talk about God. Oh, really? That's crazy. So it's like this idea that the thing that you are trying so hard not to be is the thing that you end up becoming, Uh right? Or Uh like what you fear you attract. So by allowing yourself to just feel it all and give yourself permission to have a human experience as a creator, as a father, as a husband, as all these things with like shifting identities. I think that that can be really powerful and really refreshing to just say, Oh yeah. Like the thing that came up me and my wife's birth was death. And like, I bet so many people are like, what an exhale because I feel that way too. And I think that's like the real beauty of birth is it brings you so close to the miracle of life and so close to the portal Mm -hmm. that how could you not think about what's on the other side? Like, where are they even coming from? Like, like the veil is so thin. So thin. And to learn that, like, even for me, one of these witches that I was working with said that they like had this vision of me going into the portal with my baby and coming out the portal with my baby, but just on the other side. Whoa, that's crazy. And I was like, whoa, like still holding hands, right? Just on different sides of the veil and the veil is super thin, like you're still together. And I was like, that was so healing. So I think just to say the thing that we're all thinking, like you said, when someone sees a baby, it's this universal thing to like how to help this baby. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's a really powerful place to be, especially like as somebody that's creating and like also birthing new projects and new things into the world, like just to be not think, mm-hmm. you know, like just not, not think. think. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. that's so hard, <laughs> but yeah, also it's, so it's easy. So, it's so hard, but then you, the, where you're at now, where you literally, you know, you can't sit down, you know, Right now, you know, it's like, oh, I have like, okay, I got about an hour. I want to run into the studio real quick and we'll like record. Okay. Oh, no, we need new bottles. Like, I get up, you know, right over here. What do we do? You know, it's just all the things like you can't think, like, you don't have time to think about yourself, your problems, what you're going through. You know, it's just, which is, which is so healthy. You know, it's so healthy to, Cause it's, you're getting out of your story even further, even, even further, further, even it's further. It's the ultimate like being in service too. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, you don't have time. <laughs> you don't have the time. What is you it? know? And then I think about just like, you know, we're very blessed to, you know, number one, be together, you know, um, like have a home. Like I think about single moms or, you know, parents that have to work like, you know, right away. I mean, geez, like they're just fucking heroes. Mm-hmm. They're just unbelievable people, you know. And um, 
because we're I'm exhausted. Yeah. You know, and I have like so much help. Yeah. You know, well, I think, and yeah. it's it's just uh, it's just wild. You just you just do it there. You don't have a choice. Right. You don't, you don't have well, a choice. It's, it's a powerful point. And like, sadly, I feel the same way about going through even like when I had my parasite or going through my uh-huh. miscarriage, like you can have compassion for people that are experiencing something. But when you yourself experience the thing, the level of compassion that I mm-hmm. have for women who have lost children or gone through right. miscarriages or the un- right, right, is right. just like, Oh, I just want to hug every single one of you. I want to do all this help. I want, like you said, right. like, you know, you could understand before, Oh, wow. Being a working mom must be really hard. But now that you have this child and like have that experience of like, Holy shit. I think just the level of compassion gets deeper and deeper and deeper, the more we experience and being able to experience the full spectrum of life and death in this experience is just allowing us to have more love and more compassion for ourselves and for other people. Yeah. And I think 100%. with a baby, it's really, it's really humbling it's when really a humbling. parent out and about who's yeah. like had four kids sees you and Emery, like on the plane, like they've had it, they bet they're going to see sure. themselves there. And that's where like the oneness comes back into like, it takes a village, you know, with the baby yeah. and, um, having help is just, yeah, it's such a blessing and you guys are just doing such a great job. And it's Thank so you. fun to see you both. Like, personally, I get to witness a lot. So much of, uh, is so sacred and private, which I love about you guys and teaches me every day. But one thing I will say is in the last couple months, weeks, you both have expressed a super strong creativity, like drive and just drop into like creating and Emery with her art and you with yours. And then like how, Emery said something really beautiful, like how the art and creation and business can fit into motherhood and fit into family instead of trying to fit your family into what you're creating. It's like holding her family first and now, okay, but this is a drive and I want to create again. And how do I make space for that within my family? And just that like energetic flip for me as someone who keeps thinking, how do I make space for a baby? How do I make space for a baby? But it's not going to be about that. It's how is my work and my creativeness going to fit into with that life. Right. And I just am so excited for the next few months to see, because right now I feel that you're both in this really sacred space of creating, which I am honoring because I've learned so much. Um, and the more you honor that now, the more that energy will go, 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 go. And it's just fun to see like you kind of coming up for air, like, okay, we're getting maybe four hours of sleep a night. Like we can start to think about like creating (laughs) or like putting, you know, getting in the studio for a few hours and that transition. So it's just always evolving and where you're at right now is just going to be totally different. And just, you know, it's cool to see you honoring that both of you very fully, you know, in relationship to being parents and yeah, what a trip, what a trip, what a trip, what a trip. It's a full on trip. It's such a trip. I'm so happy to just, you know, be, I'm actually not on the ride, believe it or not. Um, that 
is part of my spiritual work right now, as I would say, it's so fun to be on the ride. It's so fun to be a witness to it, you know, like the ups and downs and, yeah. you know, just witnessing my people experiencing life, um, living. Yeah. Like it's so cool. And yeah, I, I feel have- that's huge for you. It's huge. Yeah. I think I, I feel like, yeah, I'm going to record an episode on it because I actually, when people are listening to this, they will probably have already heard my episode on that because uh-huh. what is time? <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 108. So I would like to wrap up with holler with um, 108. I mean, the auspiciousness of this is not lost on me. Our friendship and having you on the pod our uh-huh. you know, professional friendship that we have out in the world, supporting each other is really powerful. So having you be the guest for the 108 episode was like decided at episode 94. And so talk to me about, and just explain to our audience briefly, please, what makes the number 108 auspicious in your life and you know how, I mean, angel numbers in general, but specifically 108, I would love your, um, you know, explanation of it. I actually yeah. have no idea what yours is, what you're going to say. I have no idea why 108 is sacred. <laughs> okay. There's 108. No, no, no. I know. But I don't. I mean, I feel like you can ask. Why is it better. sacred to you, Travis? Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 108. Okay. okay. Come on. Okay. Don't sing that song. I got what I'm putting down. <laughs> um, well, there's, yeah, there's 108 beads on, on the mala, right? Um, and I, I think that it has something to do with the moon, mm-hmm. right? Um, the phases of the moon. Um, a lot of indigenous uh, Indian cultures, you know, they're, they follow the lunar cycle um, over, over the solar cycle. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, the phases of the moon were very important to them. Um, each, each kind of phase represented a different energy and, um, mm. different gods were honored at different times, you know, by the phases of the moon. So anyway, the lunar energy, obviously is super sacred. Um, mm. but I think that the 108, I think, um, it's 12, I'm so bad at math. It's, it's 12, um, the number 12 X amount of times to equal 108, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and 12 is also like super sacred. So something along those lines, like I said, yes, yeah, the wrong person, but for me, um, you, but for you, yeah, for me, it's just, it's, it's just always been the number, mm-hmm. you know, it's always been the number for me. I don't really know it's the number I see all the time. Like yeah. strangely, you know, you could be like on a, on a, our, on a county, ro- on a, yeah, on a county road. Yeah. You're just like, what? Or like, yeah. I'm watching a commercial and it's like 108 and you're like, this is strange. Yeah. You know, it's just like that. The presence just reminding you, Hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> You've been running around, but I'm still here. So 
Um, uh, the presence. That's really beautiful. Cause for yeah, me, I wish I knew, I wish I knew better about, no, I'm, I wanted to know your, we number, could look but... up what it means, <laughs> sacred religions and traditions, but for my life and for our life, like to me, 108 feels whole. Mm -hmm. Um, it feels like a full completion when you do your mantra, you do it a hundred times and it's like a full cycle. And to me, the 108th episode, you know, felt really auspicious, especially, you know, it's just been a hell of a year and 108 episodes. I can't believe you've done 108 episodes. 108. I mean, I can, you're like the queen of, of words, but 108, who was your first one? Your very Clay. first Clay was? Yeah. That's good. I got to listen to that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send it. Yeah. Well, my first one was a solo. I've done a lot of okay. solos. Solo podcasts. Yeah. yeah. My first one was like my why. Um, but yeah, now we're 108 episodes later. And I feel that you've been there for the whole thing since That's I started wild. the pod. You know, we've like, we're here. We're out here doing it. And for me, it's super auspicious, um, you know, in that I'm on the right path. When I see the number, it's a reminder. And for me, my whole like purpose here is to remember. And you're a big part of that for me is like remembering Mm. and 108 for me, like last yesterday, we got to the, we got to the airport and we're like looking up to see what gate we're at. Like, right. You know, and when you have those auspicious numbers in your life, your angel numbers, you know, I just feel so held. And especially because I have this thing around flying. Mm -hmm. So to see that it was 108, I'm just like, we're held. Yeah. 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 The reminder. So yeah, this is the 108th episode and to wrap it up, just a couple of questions for you. Number one, what are you reading? I'm reading, um, uh, what's it called? Um, oh my God. Where the crawdads sing. <gasps> yeah. Have you not read that book? No, no. Emery has been telling me about it, telling ah. me about it forever. And then when we were in South Carolina, uh. she talked to my mom and my mom had a copy and she, my mom gave me the, her copy. So uh. I'm re- right in the beginning, but that's what I'm reading. Oh my God. Kaya. Um, yeah, such a great Don't book. say anything. You're so bad. At that. I'm not. I just Next said her question. name. Everybody. Next question. Okay. Who's inspiring <laughs> to you right now? Um, who's like influencing you the most? I usually say, who's your favorite follow, but I changed the question because you're not really following very many people. <laughs> 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 um, like who's sort of inspiring, influencing you, exciting you, like whether it's reading their words or a blog Uh, or a musician or, you know, where's what's inspiring to you. I'm kind of back on like an old one, but I guess seeing it in a new way. Um, Kumar Gandharva, who is like my favorite singer ever, Indian singer. I actually sampled him for the last track of in and through the body. The, I think the last track is called walking through the door and that, um, is a sample of his voice that I kind of cut up. Um, but he's always been just the voice of just, I don't know, the, the space, mm-hmm. you know, and um, he's not living anymore, unfortunately, but he's like very, very famous in Indian classical music and, and for bringing Kabir 
the one of the great mystics of India, bringing him to kind of the forefront. So I've been watching a lot of old. Uh, there's these great films on online and this really cool project called the Kabir Project, um, and they have a bunch of stuff on YouTube and they do a whole film on Kumar Gandharva and his relationship with Kabir. So that's kind of been my my vibe right now. I've kind of I'm kind of in that Indian vibe. I love that. Okay, my <laughs> last question is what's the most off-brand thing about you right now or something that people would be surprised meeting you? Oh god. What would you say? Um well, it's nothing's off brand to me because it just like makes you you now. But <laughs> I have some ideas in mind of what you might say. But I think maybe the most off brand thing about you is how obsessed you are with like incredibly like vulgar YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a YouTube rabbit oh, hole guy. Oh, I'm such a YouTube rabbit hole guy. And I feel like oh, now God, that I it's know so that bad. about you. It's like actually such a you and your art. <laughs> so, it's so bad. We woke up the other morning. And every every goes down as he turns the TV on and it pops up to the YouTube page of what I was, you know, yeah. looking at. And it's, it was something like, damn, nature's scary. <laughs> like, baby, it was, you're like such and like, it was all videos yeah. of like people encountering like animals in the wild and stuff. And I was like hooked on it. I was like going down all these, you know, different rivers of whatever um, YouTube videos. And Emery's always surprised when she comes down, you know, because <laughs> I, le- you know, I turn the TV off and then I go do yeah. whatever. But that is definitely a big. That's a big, like big, one of my, that's actually. Good? Yeah, like, I would have to go with that. I'm going to yeah, go with it's that. It's my favorite off-brand thing is how. <laughs> funny like how funny you like you laugh super hard at like the people getting hurt <laughs> no not like I don't, you know I don't think it, you you know when they're not hurt it was yeah just, like, yeah yeah but like thing. those I videos mean, of like top 10 like, oh man I don't know why those things make whatever but I love that about you that it's just and I think you know the last thing I'll say and and is that I think your your humanity is incredibly refreshing for so many people. Just like you said, you think you're supposed to be a certain way and act a certain way. And then like uh-huh. the humanity surprises you. And I think that surprises a lot of people that get to really meet you um, is the humanity. And like you said, your favorite teachers are the most human. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I think that for me, well, hopefully it rubs off. It does. It does. <laughs> I think you're really good at being human. I think you're a great teacher and I'm just happy to be on the journey together. I mean, it's been a blast so far. <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. It's but it's so fun any last words any prayers anything you want to share that feels important um for your people who haven't heard from you in a minute and just you know oh gosh um at all yeah i'm just in the just trying to be in the space enjoy the space while it lasts um that's just uh that's my world right now um and and uh i'm grateful i'm grateful uh to people who like stick around 
you know, um, after taking time away, having the opportunity to share, you know, what, what we got, whatever for people that stick around, that's really special. So, well, they're in for, I appreciate, I appreciate the patience. Hmm. (laughs) That's really nice. That's the second time patience has come up um, in such a big way. Yeah. The patience just, it's all good. It's all happening. And I too have to be patient because Trevor also withhold music from me too. So I most (laughs) you're the most violent when it comes to people who like, (laughs) I don't know in that graph over there on the wall, like you're red hot. You're at the top. Just Just violent, just (laughs) violent texts, you know, and just reminders of the violence. Thank you. That's that's what, that's what happens. I mean, it's good stuff. I want to have it. And I hear it's, it's like such a tease. It's honestly the ultimate marketing tactic. And you don't even know you're doing it. You like host this really fun, like profound listening session where we got to hear like all the new beats. And like, you could easily share me that file, like in less than five seconds, you could drop that fucking file into Uh, It's not that easy. And I don't have it. And so I sit here like <laughs> waiting. <laughs> what are you yeah. listening to right now? What's your, what's your go-to right now? Um, okay. So I'm really into um, Olivia Rodrigo. She's like the next Taylor Swift. And I just like okay. feel it on her and she's young and her work. Know. Yeah. So she's, I'm so bad. I don't know. I'm like, no, it's, that's why I'm asking is because I'm like, so Olivia Rodrigo, she's like very, she's, you know, named to be the next Taylor Swift. And she's just Uh like, I can visualize myself at 16, like blasting the music, just feeling it all. And I think she does that for people and she's really, really talented. And it's like discovering Taylor Swift, like 10 years ago is how I'm feeling about her energy. Okay. So pop music is really inspiring me right now. We just got XM radio. And so I usually only listen to the Beatles channel, but I found pop 2k and then like some other stuff. And the, the pop stuff right now is like, really anchoring me in, in a cool way to like Gen Z and what people care about and what people are listening to. And I like having my finger on the pulse, like, like (laughs) what is fucking going on? (laughs) Really? You? So Olivia Rodrigo is what's up right now, but my go-to honestly, when I'm like not in the mood for Trevor Hall radio, which Trevor Hall radio or the ultimate Trevor Hall playlist on Spotify is like the best. And okay, I honestly uh, tell me what else. Tell me what else. I still to. discover new songs from that playlist because it's hard to get through. Gotta like really listen. And then the other thing I really like is George Ezra radio on Shopify oh, or cool. on Spotify. So that's how I'm finding new artists right now is yeah. like I go to an artist I love on Spotify. And a lot of times there's a radio station and then I'll find a song through there that I love. And George Ezra radio has been serving up some really great, really, really great stuff lately. Um, I just also love George Ezra. Um, And I've just also been doing a lot of instrumental and like random French house. (laughs) (laughs) You're amazing. Thanks for asking. You're amazing. I love Uh, it. I love you so much, Trev. Thank you so much for having me.
thanks I, for- really, I really needed that catch up yeah thanks for opening up i just love i really, how I really needed the catch up i feel like yeah it's, um, been, it's been a wild time let me but- check in we just check in oh what are you doing blah 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 did it okay well i'll call you later yeah not, not like this you know yeah where yeah. you're like, oh shit. Okay. Oh shit. That's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's always so good to connect. And I just love your honesty. And I love how I love our friendship. And I think it's very special to share that um with your fans and with my listeners because it's the human side. Yeah, so, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> anyway, um, love you lots. Coming I love again you soon. Too. I'm not Thank actually so gonna give any calls to action because that is to fully honor the space that we are in. And if you want to learn more, you know where to find him. <laughs> There's no, I love it. I love you know, it. like no countdowns, no when's the thing coming out. Just be in the moment, be where you're at, feel all the things, hold it sacred, create to create, and the rest will fall into place. Yeah. For everyone listening, this was such a special episode, 108. I can't even believe it. It's because of you that I'm still here doing this. We've hit just under 100,000 downloads, and it's just incredibly healing for me to do this and get to talk with strangers for the first time or good friends like Trevor in a very intentional way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.